You're listening to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Podcast, where every run is a trail party. I'm your host, Kim Levinsky, and today's episode is a recording from our Run Venture Zoom series on Facebook Live on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. We sat down with ultra runners Maggie Guterell, Elena Costa, and Otto Lamb to hear about their reunion at Big's Backyard Ultra. So sit back and relax, or grab some mashed potatoes and hit the trails, and enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultra Running Flashcards. Do you have a hard time remembering other runners' names when you're out on the trail? Do you go to races and have other runners who are super excited to see you, but you cannot remember their names? Don't let this problem plague you any longer. It's time for you to pick up a box of Ultra Running Flashcards. Fully customizable to the local runners in your area, these cards are sure to have you remembering everyone's names in no time. Ultra Running Flashcards are endorsed by the legendary Auto Lamb. Quote, these flashcards help me remember the names of the runners at Big's Backyard Ultra. Now I won't go anywhere without them. With an endorsement like that, it's time for you to pick up a box today. www.ultrarunningflashcards.com Mention the Sasquatch Trail Runners Podcast to receive 50% off your first order. All right, so we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Run Venture Zoom series. Tonight is our, I had to look back and see the number. We are on number 16, which is uh, hard to believe. Maggie Guterro is actually our first guest that we had way back in June. And we'll chat about that a little bit. But tonight, you can see I am joined here by Maggie Guterro, Elaine Acosta, and Otto Lamb who will be chatting with us about their epic reunion at Big's Backyard Ultra in Tennessee about one month ago. Uh, but before I give them their squatchy introduction, I'm going to share a few updates uh, for you on what is happening in Squatchland here at Sasquatch Trail Running. And I'll keep this real short so we've got plenty of time to chat with these three. So this weekend, we have our annual Squatchy Leftovers 5K, 10K trail race. This year, we had to move locations to the Wachung Reservation in Mountainside, New Jersey. We are offering two different start times, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. The 9 a.m. time slot is sold out, but we still have a few slots left for the 11 a.m. And we're also offering a virtual option. If you would rather run your race on your own, you can sign up for that. We'll mail you the handcrafted wood medal and race swag. And then our final event of the year is on Saturday, December 19th. We are going to Central Park in Parsippany, New Jersey, not New York City. We have our annual Ugly Sweater Squatchy Night Trail Race. If you've been around Sasquatch, you know that this event is typically held at the Weiwayanda State Park in Hewitt, New Jersey. And unfortunately, the state parks are not giving out race permits for the rest of the year. So those of you who are praying for horrendous weather, again, at Weiwayanda, you'll have to wait until 2021 when hopefully we can move back there. Traditionally, we've had horrible weather anytime we're at way, way yonder. So this year we'll be in uh, Morris County, New Jersey for that event. You can go on ultrasignup.com to register for those two events coming up. So that about wraps it up for the updates. I am getting better at condensing and keeping them short. Uh, so the reason that you all are here, the reunion at Big's Backyard last month. So we are joined by Maggie, Elaine, and Otto, and I believe many of you who are watching 
are probably already familiar with who these wonderful runners are, but I'm still gonna provide a squatchy intro for each of them. So, like I said before, Maggie was the first guest that we had on our Run Venture Zoom series way back on June 3rd, 2020, which feels like a lifetime ago. Um, if you were a part of that unforgettable evening, you'll remember that we had, we'll call them technical difficulties with some hackers getting into Zoom. Uh, but Maggie handled it like any other problem that could arise in an ultra. She took it all in stride without missing a beat. So I first got to meet Maggie back in 2018 when she came and she won our Squatchung surprise race at the Watchung Reservation. And uh, she has since moved out to Durango, Colorado to work for Tailwind Nutrition as their events and athletes manager. And Maggie has accomplished some incredible feats in ultra running world besides winning the Squatchung Surprise. Um, she's probably best known for winning Big's Backyard Ultra last year by covering 250 miles in 60 hours. So last month, Maggie completed about 162 miles before having to drop. And in 2018, she covered 183 miles. And we're gonna hear all about this year's event in just a few minutes. So moving on to Elaine Acosta. I've gotten to know Elaine a lot more this past year particularly in the last couple of months, just a few weeks ago, we got to meet up in Brooklyn to run the end of Michael Ortiz's Game of Hundos finale, the 100 miler. And honestly, it's been a while since I've laughed that hard. Uh, at one point, Elaine was running around the block with a megaphone screaming, 100, 100, 100, 100. Yoshiko Joe, our other friend had five cowbells was ringing them and then I was running with the speaker blasting the final countdown as Michael was finishing the last couple miles. Um, if you want to see that, there is some footage out there on Facebook that Elaine put together. Um, it's, it's very funny, it's on YouTube, I think. Um, so Elaine is a graphic designer in Somerset, New Jersey. She's also a very accomplished ultra runner and pacer. She is very, very involved in the local running community, um, especially with her running club, the Raritan Valley Roadrunners, RVRR, who also does a ton of trail running. If you're a runner in New Jersey, chances are you know Elaine personally or have heard of either her or her husband, Tom O'Reilly. Uh, Elaine and Tom have been nicknamed the first couple of trail running and they have made an incredible impact on our trail running community here in New Jersey. Um, Elaine has continued to carry on Tom's legacy since he passed earlier this year. And Elaine is a huge supporter of Sasquatch and has become, she's come to many of our trail parties. Uh, so I just, I've loved getting to know Elaine over the last couple of years. And finally, we have Otto Lamb. We actually, me and him just officially met in person a couple of weeks ago when Otto and Elaine were crewing for Ryan Thorpe and Devang on a local 100 mile trail run. So for Otto, it would take probably the whole night to list all of his um, running accomplishments. <laughs> I was just scrolling through his ultra sign up. I'm just, it just kept going and going and going. I did a rough count and there were at least 27 hundred mile finishes on his ultra sign up count alone. Um, and I saw in a little blurb from his Spartacolon bio that he has completed over 160 marathons and ultra marathons. And that includes a uh, grand slam of ultra running finish in 2016. If you don't know, that's Old Dominion, Western States, Vermont 100, Leadville, and Wasatch Front. 
And he's also completed Bad Water 135 and Spartathlon 246 kilometer race in Greece. Um, Otto is also an elite athlete of the Skechers performance uh, team. And I learned the other night that Otto <laughs> is a Star Wars fan. So tonight I brought my Star Wars fan, uh, mug just for him. So that is our intro, just to give you all a little background on these wonderful people that are joining me tonight. So I think the best way to approach this interview is to kind of go a little bit around Robin style so we can hear perspectives from each of you. And something that is unique is that a lot of times in podcasts or interviews, you don't get to hear from a runner's crew. And we have Elaine and Otto who help crew Maggie. And I think that we're going to get some pretty fun behind the scenes information from both of these guys. So guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's start just with the basics. How do you guys know each other? When did you first meet? What's the backstory on your friendships, assuming that you three are friends? We were supposed to figure this out before. Was you were. That was your homework assignment. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't we just decide that we knew each other somehow through Kino? Yeah, definitely Kino. Yeah. Kino was a big runner and he just kind of linked everybody up. He had a Kino list that he would email everybody. And I think that's probably how we all met, right? Somehow. Yeah. I actually met Thunder. I thought he was Kino. He was wearing a Kino bib. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I've heard about this guy. So I said, are you Kino? And he's like, no, I'm Thunder. Uh, Kino just gave me his bib or something. And I, so I like never actually, it was like later that I met Kino. I think that was like in a marathon in West Virginia or something. Not <laughs> bad. I have no idea. Awesome. So, All right. Well, yeah, I think it's been, I mean, I got, I, I met Kino, I think in like 2013. Yeah, maybe? it's been a while. So I must have met you guys like around shortly after that. Yeah, and then I was I was invited to the ultra exclusive Bryant Court 100. Yes, heard of that. Otto's house is like 100 means 100 laps around this cul-de-sac, which is like I don't even know what the mileage is. <laughs> it's like uh, 60k, right? 60k. 60k. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. It's it is usually in December. So it's, it's like super to get cold. That race than it is sparkly. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you have people show up to try to like come and run and they like brought donuts to like water yeah. <laughs> you up and you're like, oh, I don't know these people. <laughs> and it started out as like his Christmas party, you know, like, oh, let's just run a hundred laps around his block. And his neighbors are like, what's going on? Neighbors <laughs> yeah. come out and like, what's going on? You know, all these people are running outside. It was fun. It Otto, fun. are you doing it this year? No. Um, no, the pandemic, yeah, with the COVID, we have to stop, yeah. Okay. But probably if things get better next year, yeah, we might bring it back next year. Awesome. It, was fun. Exactly. it got bigger and bigger every year. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so let's talk about leading up to Big's Backyard, and I think we've got to fill everybody in on kind of the dynamics of the crewing, because Elaine hopped on mid-race right to crew you Maggie who's Otto was yeah original crew so maybe so, chat about like how I know Biggs look it looked a lot different this year so I think that that info would probably be helpful for everybody yeah so normally I think 
I think he tries to get you to have one person as a crew, like, but you know, last year wasn't as strict. If you wanted two people, you could, but like, um, but this year it was one person very strict. Um, and there was only 15 runners. So they were trying to keep it to like maybe under 70 people with like the people who help Laz and, you know, Mike Melton who times it and then the crew. Um, and so I had Gina, she was coming back to crew me. Um, and she had crewed me last year. Uh, so, but, and then Jen, our friend, Jen, who she also crewed me last year, um, was helping Amelia, but her father passed away and mm. he, she's like, it was just too much to get on a plane twice and fly out. And, um, I mean, she had a lot of other stuff going on. So I was like, well, you know, Gina knows Amelia. She helped Amelia last year. So I was like, why doesn't Gina just be your official crew person? And I knew Otto was coming to just hang out. Cause like he was just coming along for the road trip uh-huh. and Elaine was going to crew Phil McCarthy. So it was like, Otto's crewed me before he crewed me at, um, in New Jersey in New Jersey one day in like 2014. And then we went to the world championship in 2015 and him and Dylan came all the way to Italy. And so like, I was like, Oh yeah, this will be perfect. And, uh, I mean, it worked out great because like Elaine got to be next to us. And then, you know, once Phil dropped out, she was able to come and just kind of help out and stuff. So, so, you know, that's what always happens anyway. Like when people drop, you have more crew people. So I just happen to know them. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know there's uh, maybe some fun stories about your drive out there. So how did you guys get out to Tennessee? Well, we all drove. Maggie drove from Colorado and we came from New Jersey in Phil's awesome 1994 car. Yes. <laughs> which was so comfortable. The couch, it's like a couch. His seats were like a couch. We didn't think it was going to see it, but it did. Yeah, I got to see it when we were in Brooklyn. It, was, yeah. it looked like a, an awesome, sweet I was ride. I'm so happy to see it. I like your car. That's I think awesome. I had a picture of sleeping in the car. It was so comfortable. I was driving and I took a selfie. (laughs) (laughs) You guys all sleeping on the back. That's awesome. So leading up to the race, were there any kind of like planning sessions that happened? Did you guys chat? Was, was, was there any kind of game plan going or was it just, we're going to wing this? Yeah, it was winging it. I think we stopped by the night before Maggie was like, let me show you what I have. I was like, no, don't worry about it. (laughs) and then like when i got there the next morning then i realized she has like ten thousand beds (laughs) i was like oh crap i didn't actually i was pretty organized it was just like oh yeah we were in a tent with three other people it was like me and courtney and amelia plus then our howie who was shooting photos and jameel and so there was like a lot of stuff but i felt like i was pretty organized and I was also counting on maybe Gina would kind of like give him a rundown because of where Gina was like, we weren't like next to each other. We we're in the same tent, but it wasn't like super easy to like, well, they had the like, Manson tent. Your tent was like tailwind uh, mansion. Yeah. And, but I, it was actually, I didn't like the setup actually. Yeah. We should have just gone three across. I think it was like not efficient and it was like wasted space and like it was just hard to move around you know like step over people it was yeah, just too many people, say, people were sleeping by like the stove and then you had to hop around them yeah it was a little yeah i mean but it was chaotic maggie is very organized that's true 
everything she has a different bag for everything. Except I, I wasn't sure which bag was yours. <laughs> we were like going through everything, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it was fun. For for people who weren't, who, you know, obviously people weren't there, but maybe for some who didn't see pictures. When you say tent, are you talking? Like, explain it. Is it a camping tent? Is it a ten by ten pop up tent? Like, what what did it look like? Was it like tent city with all these setups? Yeah, well, he rented um, 10 by 10s this year for everyone since it was only 15 people. Last year, it was an option. You could let him know you wanted one and he would rent one for you and you would just pay him cash when you got there. Um, but in the past, people have just set up like tents places. Other people just have a chair in the in the in the grass. Um, and yeah, it was pretty organized. I mean, you everyone wants to be near the corral. So it was just like, it, you know, and it was smaller, so it was just like a, a row of tents on either side of the corral. Um, yeah, it's such a small crowd, everybody was right by the start. Yeah, so we, I can't imagine 70 what 70 runners last year. Yeah, I yeah. remember last year they so I came perfect. back and they were like, We moved because <laughs> they're like, We don't want you to walk that far down there. And I was like, Well, it's not that far because like some people were like way down there, but. I don't know. I think people kind of end up figuring out like I'm in it to win, you know, and yeah. also they have usually a group area where you can all just put your stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Feel the same. And way. yeah, there was no group area this year. So mm -hmm. usually you could just all put your chairs underneath in like a cooler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's a picture. Okay. That's before all the stuff was in it. Yeah. I probably have a photo of that too, you know, kind of have everything documented. Yes, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're very well known for documenting everything, which is great. I mean, I, I felt like when I was following along, like, you know, you were there because you really did post almost everything on social media, so it was pretty great. <laughs> awesome. So Maggie, what was it like for you? This was now your third time, right? Doing bigs? Yeah. So what was it like for you going into this year? I mean, 2020 has been unbelievable so talk to us about like what was it like going into this year's event just with your past last two outings and what was your mindset going in um I was just trying to I think well so leading up to it I had like my first injury over quarantine and like all these different breathing issues but then training was starting to be okay and I was like, oh, you know, so I went into the same mindset, like, oh, you know, I'm in it. I want to get past 300 miles and, and whatever. And I felt like I knew exactly what stuff I needed. Um, whereas like, you know, past years are just like, you don't know, and you figure it out and you end up having too much food. We still have too much food. You feel like you go home with more food than you like bring there. It's like, <laughs> why is there more food here? Yeah. But like, you figure out like what foods you like, no work and stuff like that so you know it was like I just I just was really excited to see people yeah that because you know I hadn't left Colorado the entire year wow. <laughs> and that was the only time I left and I was like I'm gonna drive I don't feel like staying in hotels so I drove and my car was jam-packed and all of those like I, we had like a pro discount code for Thule like you know those topper things that go on top of the car uh -huh. um but they're all sold out because like everyone's driving everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll make this work. So I slept at a 
rest stop in Arkansas, but like it just, I had to like rearrange things. Like I had it all planned out, but like this will just go in the front seat while I sleep. <laughs> and so I slept in this like rest stop in Arkansas and then just drove the rest of the way. And it was like super easy. Um, How far was yeah. the drive for you from Colorado? It's a 22 hour drive, I think. No, 26. I don't know. It's 20 something hours. Bye. 22. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you took you two days, right? Yeah, yeah. I did like 14 and then whatever the rest is, seven. On the way back. Eight. <laughs> the, the way back was different. That was awful. Yeah, I heard that was pretty rough. <laughs> I, I feel like, well, I, I went to Birmingham to just stay at my friend's house because um, I was just pretty wrecked and I had planned to go see them and um, I used their compression boots and my legs looked normal. They were so swollen after um, but then it took me, then I left their house. So I had 22 hours from there and it took me like three days to get home. I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Minus the, yeah. Cause I went to their house and that's three hours South. So it wasn't really productive. <laughs> okay. Like, Compression boots are worth it. Yeah. I wasn't in any shape to drive much that day. Anyway, I think three hours was the max. It was nice to go there. <laughs> awesome. So um, with these Run Venture Zoom series, traditionally, I've had a very hard time reading the comments while we're doing it. But now I have another laptop set up, so I'm able to see the comments. So I am going to interject every now and then. We have our first one that I think is noteworthy. This is from Sarah Moore wants to know how many bottles of hairspray does it take to keep the braid so tight? I don't know. This lady, Sarah, first of all, Sarah's <laughs> one of the four women that ran. It was me, Amelia, and Courtney. And then Sarah hung in there for 200 miles and she was hilarious. And um, I don't know, those braids were like, she used a lot of hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like I was bald there so tight, like, they didn't, they didn't, like, they looked, usually by the end of a race, I get to the hotel, and it's, like, all crazy, but, like, not a hair was out of place, even <laughs> when I finally got to the hotel that one night, wherever state I was in, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> a lot of hairspray. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, so I have a question for Elaine and Otto. Was this your first time meeting Laz when you guys got to the race? Yes, it was. Because Maggie, I guess you guys are, are pretty good friends by now. So what was it like for you guys meeting Laz? Was he um, what you imagined? Was he a different personality? I heard there were some stories about the, the bonfire, some specific rules <laughs> about the fire. You want to chat about that? <laughs> yeah, well, Laz was, he was super genuine, friendly. I think not what we expected. We expected him to be a little strict and Otto was even afraid to like get into this driveway yeah. when we got there he was like what are the rules you know can we go inside <laughs> but yeah he was great he really was literally great. avoiding him <laughs> yeah. yeah i was scared when i first got there i was avoiding him i was like if he was there i would go the other way it's <laughs> a funny part is he's like this character and is like into nice his guy. first went to barkley but then you like i don't know like he's like almost like a different character at biggs like he's just Laz, he lives there and he's just like, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> Backyard. Yeah. He's very nice and he literally came up to us, tell a story when we we're waiting, we had nothing to do, he would tell a story. 
tell us about his house, his backyard, and all the land that he tried to, you know, buy, and how he cleaned up all these spaces. It was nice. It was really nice, and he was really, really smart. He he came up with all this stuff that he write online. Literally, I know, he, I know. Those updates every hour were incredible. Yeah, it would take me like probably a whole week just right. to write something. And <laughs> right. <laughs> literally, he just. His mind is so fast. He just came up with all this stuff and right away he just typed it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. He always has like these quick, like witty, like comments, even at like right. 2 a.m. Right. You know, you could tell when he's getting tired though, when it goes on for three days, you'll say something to him, he'll just stare at you. <laughs> and he's like, I haven't slept. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. Like when we tried to tell him what the eggplant emoji meant and he just stared at us. the first lap he invited us to his backyard to go see the trails which was really nice we were like oh yeah. oh so you got you got to walk around the trails with yeah, les walk around he showed us like where the runners are coming through and you know where he built trails and yeah it was nice and That's Tom, awesome. he actually like rake and cleaned the trail with his kids and it was amazing yeah yeah, that's awesome. yeah. It's like literally, it's his backyard. I mean, it goes. I think it goes part in his neighbor's yard. Ben and Susan Yancey. It's like yep. next door neighbors. You know, it's like a a quarter mile. No, it's a half mile jog down the road from his house. Because okay, there's like a half mile marker kind of near their house, and you run on that road during the night. So, um, but they're super nice people too. They're like. I got to go shower at their house when I was done and like oh no way <laughs> yeah it's it's really nice it's like a typical like southern home you know it's like yeah just like you know family land that's like set far back that's like this is like big front porch and I don't know it's just really cool <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so let's let's chat about paint the picture of what is it like you know when the runners go out um what are you guys doing as crew? What happens in that amount of time from when they, your runner leaves to when they come back? What's happening? So the hour actually goes really fast, right? You think you have all this time, but when the runners leave, you're already preparing for what they need when they come back. You have to cook, I guess, if you have a, I mean, stove. We had the 1920s stove. <laughs> right. so just clean up right after they leave then we do the yeah, clean, clean up, up organize organize yeah figure out what they're going to want next yeah try yeah um and then and then hang out <laughs> try to clean up whatever in the tent yeah Auto had TV downloaded all these. TV yeah, shows. that's right. I got to watch Andy. <laughs> Auto had all these movies downloaded. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch movies," and we were like, uh. "Yeah, I thought it would be so laid back." It's like I got like at least half an hour, and then I can watch an episode of The Office. It's like twenty minutes. <laughs> perfect. I was like, "Perfect." Like he was used to, to crewing me at Worlds for you. It's like the loop was well. It's so fast. Well, oh yeah, so New Jersey one day was a mile, but was yeah. it even a mile at uh, Worlds? I think it was like less. I don't know, it was in kilometers, so I don't know. But like, I mean, it was Chicago like eight, nine minutes, right? Yeah, something like that. Probably, yeah. yeah. Said that was stressful. And he's like, this is going to be easy. <laughs> so Otto, did you watch any TV or movies or no? Oh, that didn't even come out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
We did though at night. So at night. At night when uh, things quiet down, Eileen and I actually start calling friends. Yeah. But everybody, it was so quiet. Everybody was asleep. We're like, oh, why are people napping? We're just gonna stay up the whole time. And then we were delirious. We were um, we were FaceTiming Devang and Louisa. She like they all thought something was wrong, and we're like, nope, we're just bored at Bigs. <laughs> like, so you guys didn't sleep at all? It was like 4 a.m. Yeah. I don't think we we took a few naps, but yeah, we stayed up until Maggie was done. And okay. We were delirious. Yeah. <laughs> We're laughing hard. Oh, um, we had another question in here again from Sarah Moore. Elaine and Otto, how much McDonald's did you consume over the weekend? <laughs> I think we hit every fast food joint on the way there and back. I mean, all of it. Hardee's, well, Wendy, Hardee's, Hardee's and Wendy's, Arby's. Yeah. We actually didn't go to McDonald's, right? Oh, we, we did. Yeah, breakfast. Yeah, Bill's breakfast was McDonald's. Yeah, it was a good fast food uh, three days. That's solid. <laughs> we're um, to the grocery store because we're like, we just need greens. <laughs> so a little we fiber. <laughs> uh, we've got another question here uh, from Andrew Moore. Have you ever seen Maggie cry? No. Yeah. Otto? I don't think Otto? I can. No. Did I? No, I don't think I did, right? She's laughing. I don't think so. I, I did? <laughs> I don't know. I might see someone cry, but I'm not sure if that was Maggie. <laughs> no, he needs a flashcards so he can he can know. Hold them up. And... Oh, yes. All right. The right. Now, before the fresh card, right? I, I remember Elaine. I was telling Elaine. At night, remember one night we saw a runner coming in? Uh, I mean, I saw a runner coming in. I asked Elaine, was, is that Maggie? <laughs> Who was it, Elaine? I don't know. I don't know. It was someone Harvey else. Lewis. He's like, I know. I was going to say there was only. <laughs> so that's a tough thing, right? Being a cool. Sometimes you, you, you don't recognize your runner when they come what? in. <laughs> Really? <laughs> There's literally only four women, and I don't think we could be different. <laughs> but you remember, right, Elaine? At one point, I was like, is that Maggie coming? And then I keep looking. I was like, turned out it wasn't you. It was someone else. I forgot who that was. Well, I know that when I first showed you the flashcards, you thought Amelia was Maggie. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think they looked alike. So you, all right, you guys got to give everyone a the backstory on the flashcards. What is what's the deal with that? So Otto um, doesn't have the best memory with people. You could meet him on like Saturday and do like a twenty miler with him, and then Sunday, if you meet him again, he'll be like, "Oh, nice to meet you," <laughs> you know. So um, I don't know. A couple of years ago, I made him some flashcards of ultra runners, just their friends. I figured, well, I should make them again for Biggs because there's only 15 runners and he should know them. So <laughs> here they are. <laughs> here they are. And Mike Wardian, he crewed for an entire hundred miler in New York. And I'm like, please at least know a Mike Wardian. <laughs> he does he does say that Brad Pitt has the same uh, problem. Okay. About memory. It's a medical condition. <laughs> And then Brad Pitt. Wow. Chris Powell, who we thought 
Well, I was just trying to find people on the wrong Chris Powell. And I got the wrong Chris Powell. Oh boy. <laughs> this guy is not an ultra runner. That's <laughs> um, awesome. All right. So Maggie. See if he knows. Let's pop quiz him. All right, ready? Oh boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no, you're being put on the spot, man. You better be no. ready. <laughs> okay. It's about Maggie, right? Tonight. <laughs> Man, this is a tough one. I don't know. It was like, like right next to us <laughs> on the other <laughs> side of our tent. It was right next to us. It's all right. Here, I'll give you an easy one. That's Joe Fiji's. Who's that? That's your oh, phone. no. <laughs> he got it. He said it. Okay. All right. Good. All right. We'll test you again you be yeah. ready. There's, there's going to be another pop quiz in a little bit. <laughs> Sarah's watching. There you are, Sarah. Oh, that's a gimme. You got to hold her up later. We'll see if <laughs> Shuffle it up. Show him some more people and see if he gets that again. <laughs> oh. Who's that? <laughs> Otto. Oh, that's less. Actually, at one point, I was confused. Was oh, that God. his another name was Gary? <laughs> was it? Oh, that's his name. Yeah, that's his real that's name. His real name. <laughs> so I didn't know, right? Gary. So there yeah. was a woman who came up to us and then started talking about like Gary, this Gary, that. I was like, it's his wife, Sandra. Sandra, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know that was his wife. So I was like, who is Gary and who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was my first time there, you know? Oh, I love it. Oh boy. So are you going back next year, Otto? Uh, well, definitely not running, but I don't know. <laughs> you should run it. Yeah. yeah. Have you, have you thought about off. it? I, I keep saying I'm too old for this stuff, man. Oh my God. <laughs> You're too old. Are you serious? <laughs> His birthday is um, Thanksgiving, by the way. Oh. I, I just realized like now, you know, like talking to you guys right here, right now, or even at work, then always I remember, I realize that I'm always the oldest now when I'm talking to everyone. Like right now, four of us, I'm sure I'm the oldest here. So. You gotta find older friends. If Phil was here, you wouldn't be the oldest. <laughs> but he can still kick my exactly. butt. <laughs> Please, Otto. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Otto. I, I, I think you do pretty well. Uh, well. <laughs> a lot next year. That's not an sure. easy race. Right there. It, you know, honestly, like, you know, like, I, I think a lot of people look at bakes, right? They say, yeah, you get a whole hour to do four miles. I mean, at least that was the way I was thinking. It's like, how hard could it be? Until I look at it, being there and seeing how tough it is, it's just amazing, like, you know, how... It's almost like you have to make sure every loop you come back, like looking at Maggie, you cannot come back too early because you really don't want to push too hard. In between, you have only a couple of minutes. It's like you have no time or no room for mistake, right? I mean, if you if you have a bad patch, you better get fixed really like within one or two loops. If you don't get it fixed, pretty much your race is over right away. You're out. Well, you just have minutes to do everything that... Right. Yeah. It's amazing how looking at it when you talk to people about you have one hour to do four miles, everyone will be thinking, 
Yeah, they're like, oh, so easy. Not like everyone could do it. I can walk it, you know. Right. Until you're there, then you realize there's actually no room for mistake. You don't have time for any like bad patch or, you know, when you run a hundred miles, you can have a rough time for maybe an hour or two or whatever. And then you just carry on, walk it. And, you know, then you have your second win. But then in bakes, it's like, if you have a bad patch, maybe you get one or two hours. So you get one loop or two loops to recoup yourself. If not, you are, you are done. You are out right away. That is crazy. So, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure you guys, if you guys follow what happened with Maggie, the tape and all this, that was really amazing, you know, <laughs> like how she managed and then she can carry on for like, I, I think it was another six or seven hours. That was well, really- that was you guys, like, yeah. It was so stressful for you guys. It's because like the year before it was very uniform. I had exactly the same amount of time. I had seven minutes during the day. I had uh 14 minutes 13 minutes like nighttime and it was like every it was like clockwork 13 yeah that's pretty good yeah and like that wasn't how it was and so it's like oh my god they're like she's coming in at three minutes till and like you guys have to scramble and it's super crazy so it's like i don't know it's it's harder on the crew when it's not just like oh here we go we do our thing and then it's over (laughs) So what did that what did that time look like in between each loop? I mean, I'm sure everyone wasn't the same, but uh, walk us through what that that transition time looked like. I mean, I'm imagining like it's like a, a NASCAR pit stop type of situation. Oh, it totally is. Yeah, is that what yeah. it felt like? Well, everybody came in about what I don't know, 55 to 60, 54. Well, within I guess within 10 minutes. They all came in. less than 10 minutes, I yeah. remember. Um, Did you guys hear the vacuum? No, at your place? Is Ryan? Ryan decided to start vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, cut it out. Uh, I don't um, know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear it. Okay, at least you can't hear it. <laughs> You'll have a clean house. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was just, I don't know. It would be seeing what they need. I mean, sometimes Maggie would need like, if it was nighttime, of course, a flashlight or a buff or music, I think you would need sometimes your headphones. Or hat, sometimes sunglasses. I mean, we just pretty much lay everything out. Whatever. Easier to see what they, yeah. Options, that way they don't have to think about it. Right. Um, I gotcha. And so what was was the story with the tape? What happened with the tape? Yeah. So I got a text that like you texted me while you were on the road. I think it was I don't know what last. Oh yeah, did I text you to be like can can we take yeah. my leg or something? I'm like thirty, I don't know what it was, thirty six, thirty five. I don't know what lap. Yeah, you had texted me saying that we needed to tape up your knee, and because you couldn't run, but you were going to try to make up your time or something after the hill you couldn't run the hills or the downhills or the uphills I don't know um, oh yeah no I think before I left I told Gina because she's really good at that stuff so I thought she might actually know or I was like can you yeah. figure out how to oh, take her right. back yeah. of me back so she's bringing that out I think I was just giving you an update because yeah. like I couldn't run down the hill so I was like oh I'll make up time yeah like also know I don't know if you guys were asking Mike Melton or not but there's a on the road out like there's a timing mat 
so people know when you've turned around or if you've made it. So I was like, yeah. mine with time was gonna be super slow on the way out. So I was like texting Elaine. Yeah. That so um, I'm like, I'll yeah. Make it back. I was like, well, just Google. We're like, all right, we'll Google and try to figure this out. And then I was messaging like any PT friends I had. I messaged Kim. I was like, all right, we need to know how to tape Maggie's leg up. <laughs> and one, I just I sent you a Google one. article. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe check out this article. Like, all right. Um, but someone messaged, I don't know who it was, and they were like, I know a PT in Tennessee. I was like, uh, we can get this done in three minutes. <laughs> no appointments. It was funny. But yeah, she came in, we tried to tape it, but then it wasn't sticking to your leg, right? The first, the first time. Yeah, it was a kind of tape we're using, and then, but we yeah. Only, I think we had three it minutes. a lot of time. So you I think. A three minute whistle. Yeah, but I think last, then the next time I came in with like seven minutes or yeah, something. a lot of time, yeah. yeah. That was maybe what really did me in, I don't know. But because yeah. she pushed you know, and you guys got early that. so we could fix her. And then, yeah, it's tricky. I mean. Yeah, and everyone, it was like super humid that year. I mean, it's always humid, but everyone was, skin was just like gross and like, this is hard to get tape to stick. Everyone said like, oh, we're all having the same problems. <laughs> but Gina used benzoin. It's like, yeah, round stuff or whatever. And she like, she's a chemist. Like, so she knew like, oh, she's like hand sanitizer because she needed alcohol to like, mm. I forget the term she used. So like that, because the benzoin was all dried out. So she oh, like, right. yeah. mixed up this concoction and like did this whole thing. And then it stuck, right? Yeah. yeah yeah it was stuck I, I had to like you know do that like one two three where you like pull it off for like, oh. like <laughs> well, after driving that one time like that first day yeah. so what point did your did that start bothering you Maggie was it early on in the race or was it towards the end um second day I the, think well the, the first day I noticed things happening that were like not feeling right and then the road felt much better and I got back to the trail and I was able to do a couple quick laps but then my knee was buckling and like everything felt like super stiff in the front like I couldn't bend it um and so I basically finished every lap in that second day with like three minutes to spare or less okay. yeah, yeah. so I was like oh I'll get to the road it'll be much better because like then I can move my I don't have to worry about like I, I had to run the smooth parts faster because like the rocky parts, I had to like just kind of walk through them. Okay. And so, oh, the road will be fine. But then when I started going down the only like hill, which you do every time, because you go this little out and back on the road and then into the trail. But the nighttime, um, I think I did one lap. It was okay. And then I started to feel like something was going on. And so when I went down the steep road, you just keep going out. Um, I was like, something's wrong. And like, I couldn't move my leg and it took a really long time to get like jogging, like any kind of normal pace. And, yeah. um, and then that extended, that's like what Otto was saying. You just can't have like a bad, mm. like hour. So, you know, the first mile that I did on the whatever lap, when things went downhill was like 17 minutes, but I was able to make that up. Um, yeah. and a 17 minute mile is not a good pace or 16 minute or whatever it was that's not you see so you have to make it up and then I think the whole out was like 16 17 minute pace so that was two miles at that pace which 
unless you're just running back. I mean, that's a lot of time to make up. So I said trying to jog and it wasn't happening. And I got down to like a 15 minute pace on that third mile. And I was like, I uh, keep running, but like you, then you have the uphill part. So, and like what Otto said, like, you know, say like two, I was running a 200 miler. I could maybe have like limped it in for another 30 mm-hmm. something miles. You could finish the 200 miler, but you don't have that luxury. Yeah, right. you could spend more time at the aid station, but here it's just yeah. Like- we could have like addressed this issue sooner because like we had more than three minutes. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's it's a hard. I mean, because like on paper, you, look at all those people that showed up. I mean, Olivier LeBlanc can run like 170 miles in, in or whatever in like. 24 hours yeah so you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. but like mentally I think that got to him mm. you know and like different things and you, you and, and like also sleep gets to people like some people may be really good at sleep deprivation but Laz said this last year it just makes sense kind of he said for him some years or some <laughs> race that he's at would be sleep wouldn't be an issue whereas like other times he just couldn't the sleep deprivation would really hit him hard mm-hmm. so and you know normally obviously he does all kinds of races he stays up all the time and and you know he says he's getting older and like just like Otto yeah just like Otto <laughs> how was the sleep for you this year Maggie was it how did it compare to years past now that this is your third time being out there was it different um, similar or I mean, I only had time to sleep the first night anyway. Um, and yeah, I felt like I fell asleep a couple of times. You never feel like that rested. I didn't feel that rested waking up last year from anything. Um, so it's here and there. And then when I was slowing down on the road loops, I was like, oh, I'm going to do the whole second night with no sleep. And I was like, just ready to do that. I was like, this will be interesting. But I felt awake because it was like such a god rush to try to make the lap every time. Um right. So yeah, I slept a lot less, like, you know, cause like everyone's tried, like normally in a 24 hour, I wouldn't sleep. Like I don't need to sleep. No, most, no one, like anyone needs to sleep in the 24 hour. Like it's just one night, but yeah, you don't you know have to kind of start like banking some sleep and trying to sleep. Which that was amazing. It was amazing to see the runners just sleep for a few minutes. You know, Maggie would be like us, uh, wake me up in five minutes or wake me up in three minutes. Right. The thought of sleeping for three minutes sounds crazy, but then when you add it all up, and I guess it does help. Yeah. Courtney would come in and just sleep right away. She would just like go lie down. Yeah. And then, yep. <laughs> so, what happened, you know, when you didn't make it back after that last loop? Then what happened the rest of the time? Because you guys were still there. Like, walk us through what happens after you drop. Like, did you sleep? Did you eat? Did you. Like what happened? What'd you guys all do? Well, it was the middle of the night. So I think we all kind of took a nap eventually after like a, just yeah, whatever. We fell asleep. Yeah. And then the next day you guys went home, you started to drive, right? Cause Phil had been out since like the other day. Like, yeah. um, and, uh, I don't know at this point, Kevin and like Courtney have it down. So dialed, like I didn't really help crew or anything, but you're just there for moral support and, Gina and I tried to clean up the tent and like get, cause like shit was everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, and then this third night, um, yeah, I think eventually everyone kind of was like, all right, this is going to be, um, we'll make it to 72. Everyone kind of figured like, so everyone kind of found their sleep spot 
Um, and I think I woke up at like 71 and saw them off and everyone kind of woke up for some reason to like go see and just to see like them pass the, it was six, oh no, it was 67. So he woke up then just to see them pass that, that 68 mile point, which is the farthest anyone's gone, which is Courtney and Johan mm-hmm. 2018. And then all of a sudden Harvey comes back and we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and Harvey had thought that they were on lap 69 so that she was going to get it. Cause he had hung on as long as he could. And he's like, right. I, I just can't anymore. And, and then it was like over. So it's like, it's just yeah. so crazy. You never get settled in that race. Like, all right, ready for, we'll wake up in the day. And, and it's like, you know, then it's over. Right. Was it, what was it like when it ended? Like, it must've been strange to see him coming back towards the finish line. Right. Well, yeah. By the time I knew that it was him, like he was already back. Yeah. Uh, and that was, so we just waited for Courtney. Everyone just kind of you know, it was all, there weren't that many people left. A lot of people left. So it was like Sarah and her crew hung around. Um, and Harvey, honestly, that was it. Like the only runners that had dropped that were still there were like the women. And, um, um, there might've been some guys there. I don't remember. Um, well, Gabe hung in for a while and, uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was just like kind of dark and whatever, but yeah. So it was cool. I mean, you know, then they had the live stream going. So like, right. Courtney zoom as soon as she was done with like people and say hi. And, um, I don't know. Then everyone just hung out for a little bit, but we all went to sleep because it was like middle of the night. And then did you guys all head home the next day or did you stick around and then make your way? Yeah. Back? We cleaned up and everyone kind of jetted. Cause like some people were flying and they tried to get earlier flights or their, you know, their flights were, people book multiple flights sometimes and then they'll cancel like the later one or the earlier one, whichever. Um, and so once we were cleaned up, we just kind of headed out. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, okay. We have, I think quite a few questions in the chat. So I think we probably could make this whole interview about Q and a, so give me a second. I'm going to scroll up and read some of these. Sarah Moore is very chatty. I have to say that. She's got a lot to say in this live chat. Oh yeah, here you go. Elaine's got a quiz for you, Otto. That's got a it. Hobby. That's easy. Got it. Yeah. You should know Harvey too, because Harvey was on my team. Yeah. I met him in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There so are... That water he was running also. That's right. Harvey an easy one. Yeah. Harvey. <laughs> Well, there's 98 comments. So <laughs> um, here's a question from uh, Lauren Zenz. Maggie, how much tailwind did you use during the race? And was it 50% tailwind, 50% solid food for fuel? Um, I wouldn't say 50-50. Otto was trying to force feed me all my food. And I was like, I don't. And then finally, Elaine's like, I have to eat all his food. (laughs) In the tailwind, because he's like, you're not eating. I'm like, it's tailwind. (laughs) Like, I'll eat like every three hours, maybe like some food or if I'm hungry, whatever. Like, um, but no, I think also because I didn't have a lot of time between laps. I was just taking tailwind and um, I would eat like a bite of whatever auto put in front of me, but <laughs> I took a uh, hundred calories or so of tailwind with me each time. Otto, what were you trying to feed Maggie for speed her? 
what what the mac and cheese right there was mac and cheese and they used pancakes like pierogies pierogies i think pancake at one point yeah pancake yeah yeah what else gnocchi i think yeah there was soup yeah soup i'm like you know like i have two kids so my goal is always like when I'm, it's just like pretty much it's just like taking care of a kid, right? Like <laughs> I just make sure they eat, they sleep, and they poop. <laughs> That's the only thing. Right? <laughs> you didn't ask me that during. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'm serious. I'm not even joking about the pooping. Uh, every time you came in, that you went to the, you know, the bathroom. I would see Courtney came in without you, then I would start getting really worried. I was like, okay, where's Maggie? I would start going around, I would ask her, and she was like, oh, don't worry, she's in the, you know. You know yeah, well, Courtney, Courtney would pee on the side of the road, but I just peed in the porta potty every time I went in. Because <laughs> it, it was hard to squat down like that. So I was just like, it's right there. <laughs> oh, so that's where I mock, okay. Okay, Maggie went to bathroom. <laughs> yeah, Otto keeps track of everything. He writes down <laughs> Of what I've consumed and what I did. No, I mean like that almost like just like back then when I have like two babies, like two kids, we just make sure they eat, they sleep, and then they poop. That's it. <laughs> Otto's he's been around the block a few times, I guess, with the uh, crewing situation. <laughs> uh, okay, Andrew Moore wants to know: Did you hear any good jokes while you were out there? No, none, zero. <laughs> Especially not Sarah's jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because Courtney likes telling jokes, but so does Sarah, and they're vastly different jokes. Because Sarah's are super raunchy and really wrong, and Courtney was like, her mouth was open, like, oh my god, and hers are like, very, like he's a great school teacher. <laughs> All right, so no, no good jokes, at least that you can repeat. <laughs> Uh, we have a question from Rebecca Constant wants to know, did Laz stay awake the entire time? He took a few naps, but not much. He said he slept like, I don't know. I forget what he said, 20 minutes the whole time total. Because he would go in and write those updates. Yeah, right. Not sleeping. And then he has to, he missed the three minute whistle a lot of times. I remember people would be like, whistle, whistle, whistle. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one that can have the whistle. But he never missed the bell, so. That's the important one. That's the important one, the bell. Um, all right, Sarah's trolling again. She wants to know, does Tailwind give you a tailwind? Uh, proverbially, not literally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one, Lauren. Lauren Zenz. Maggie, did you have any hallucinations? Yeah. Um, I can't remember what they were though. Like at this point, uh, honestly, I was tired, and like I saw, I, I was even so I didn't really sleep well the night before the race, which last year I really did, and then the year before I didn't, and like so I was a, kind of hallucinating the first night, which I don't usually hallucinate after twenty four hours, and like. Uh, I think I saw like a guy on like a unicycle. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> really? Like, well, it was like, but it was like, you know, it's always something like you, when you get closer, you realize like it's like a big tree or it's like yeah. the arch of like a farm or something. Um, 
But then the the second night, I was just so busy trying to make the lab. I didn't have time to like focus on the whatever nonsense was going around. Yeah, it's like I don't have time for you. <laughs> do your do your hallucinations ever talk back when you see them? No, no, that's that's probably good, right? <laughs> no, but I've never run for three nights, so we'll see <laughs> next year. All right, uh, we got some more questions here. This is from uh, Ram, 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 Ram Manolo for Kim. Oh, this is for me. Any future Sasquatch hundo race in New Jersey? Ah, and for Maggie to join a Sasquatch event. Um, I will say now that I've done my first hundred, a hundred, it could be on the table. I'm not, I'm not making any commitments, but I'm saying that now Sasquad could definitely put on an event. I just personally believe that you need to be able, you need to have done something in order to offer it uh, as a race director. So that's my answer for that. It's possible. It's possible. And then uh, the second part of the discussion, Maggie to join a Sasquatch event. I mean, yeah, when I get back uh, to visit and this whole thing's over, you know, I'd love to do the, the Sasquatch or Sasquatch surprise again. That was super fun. Or anything, you know, whatever lines up with, um, because that would be a good way to see people too, and just like I would be one of the races and stuff. Yeah, that would that would be great. The the surprise yeah. race is a ton of fun. That it's because it it's it's so unique. You know, everyone's running yeah. a different event. Um, that was one of my favorite races. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Maggie. <laughs> uh, Ryan Thorpe wants to know, Maggie, did you come up with any names for the hills, rocks, or t turns on the course? since you saw them so many times? Uh, I don't think so, but everyone refers to them like everyone will refer to a specific landmark. It's not a very creative name or anything, but they have the V tree, which you're supposed to go through. It's a, the course is actually a lollipop. So you go through the V tree twice to head back. Um, and you have to hit that at a certain time. And then everyone tries to hit the field. There's this open field and it's a little bit downhill. There's, almost no obstacles in the way, but there's like a sneaky route all the time that always trips people up. Um, then there's like a little cave on one, one little spot. If you look down, it's like this little tiny cave. Um, so there's like really unique little things along the way. As far as I know, no one's named them like anything. Okay. <laughs> Not like Barkley where they name like parts of yeah. the Barkley forest yeah. after people who have done some crazy things there, like, you know, taking naps and not woken up or something. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Next one from Yoshiko Joe. Hi, Yoshiko. This question is for Elaine and Otto. What's the best part to crew or help Maggie during the race? What's the best part? Yes. <laughs> when it was over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're blank. I mean, honestly, I think cooing, I mean, <clears throat> when you're runner, actually, our energy is really coming from the runner. And I, I, I think it's also, we give our energy to the runner. So it's kind of like we give energy to each other. So every time when Maggie comes in and very positive, very happy, and it, it, it really brings us the high, you know, like that we actually get the energy from the runner. We feel it and then we feel like, yes. You know, like we are right on, we are doing good, and you know, so uh, 
But Maybe that's why I was in such a good mood uh, on the second day, even though I was coming in in three minutes to spare. Like I was having fun. And then I could always, I mean, she was always happy and yeah. Elaine and Otto always make like little jokes and like never take anything super seriously. (laughs) I was just like, whatever. I mean, (laughs) just keep doing that. 57 minutes is good enough. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we try to bring the change the atmosphere, you know, stuff like that. But yeah. He never joined any, any of the cheerleader jeers though. You guys should have joined. We are horrible at that. We don't have that. We we try to stay very positive. (laughs) (laughs) Too negative for you. Awesome. Yoshiga has a great question. Uh, We still got more questions coming in. Again, uh, let's see. Bailey Lewis wants to know, sorry, she says, sorry if I missed this part of the conversation, but did you switch from road shoes did you switch two road shoes for the roads and then trail shoes for trail? Yeah. Yeah. And I think just cause you don't have a lot of time between the trail loop. I think I would do like one road loop in the trail shoes and then change, but, but yeah, it was always nice to change shoes anyway. So it was a good excuse to switch. <laughs> awesome. Um, Sarah Moore again, Maggie, Elaine and Otto want to come run in Michigan uh, want to come run in a Michigan backyard with me. Yeah, uh, it's a golden ticket race, so we'll crew Otto, and he can run in the backyard. <laughs> there you go. When is it? We'll mark our calendar, Sarah. I already know how to make Otto not quit. He just keeps in. I crewed him, I, or paced him uh, for Leadville, and he kept saying that he wanted to go home over and over again all the time. I was like, just keep going. This is the way home this way. <laughs> well, we just that works. We're like, all right, we're leaving. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, again from Yoshiko Joe. For Maggie, Yoshiko. what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Sushi. <laughs> I seriously thought you would say mashed potato. But... Uh, oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say tailwind. <laughs> no, I don't think I would have that with think That doesn't, I don't know if I want to drink that with food. Um, <laughs> I like stuffing, but like I have never made it myself. So I don't even know if we'll make it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I like going to other people's houses and seeing what they have for Thanksgiving. And then like, I don't know, something different, you know, like Ryan's family, they like this thing. He loves this thing called buttered noodles. I think it's like a very PA Dutch like thing. It's like, if you're from Lancaster, you probably know what buttered noodles are. It's literally just butter noodles, but like this red, yellow, reddish tint just from a little bit of saffron, but that's it. That's the only ingredients. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it probably tastes good if it's just butter and noodles. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. And like saffron, <laughs> like a weird saffron taste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Yoshiko's like just keeping them rolling. She wants to know what Netflix shows are you watching right now? Uh, I don't, I'm not watching anything. I want to start, oh wait, that's not, Netflix is it is it Netflix 
Queen's Gambit. Everyone says that's yeah, good. Everybody's that talking song. about that. I haven't yeah. seen it. I, heard it was I think good. it's on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's good. Yeah, that's my plan to start. <laughs> I haven't watched anything in so long. Otto. Uh, oh, me? Yeah, what do you got? What do you got, I, Otto? I, have nothing to I, was, I died no for bait, so I'm still trying to catch up with that. <laughs> He's watching Office. Always good. And I feel like it's going away soon. Well, maybe they like extended it for the for the pandemic, but the office was going to go away in 2021 from Netflix. So I don't know when that's happening or not. Good thing you downloaded it, Otto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's another question. What is next for each of you in terms of races? If there's any race coming up for the rest of the year or next year. Um, I have Naked Nick 50K. Yeah, when is that? Two, three weeks. Otto has like 400 milers. Yeah, yeah just a casual, Wait. you know. Well, we're going from Athens to Greece, right? I mean, Athens to Sparta. Wait. Who asked the question? I did. Oh. <laughs> He's like, it depends on who asked the question. <laughs> no, Otto, you know what? I... Andrew Moore just chimed in for, for Otto, wants to know, are you running Old Dominion or any Virginia races next year? Uh... Maybe I mean I have no idea what's going on next year, so we'll see. But then I know there's a 50 mile in Brooklyn, hmm? like I think wow. in two, yeah, Prospect Park. So oh yeah, you I run saw like that. 50, yeah. Yeah. So a 50 kind of thinking about it. Yeah. It's all, so, I think it's all pavement though, isn't it? Yeah. It's pavement. Prospect Park is pavement. Yeah. That's got to be what like 18 loops, isn't nine loops the marathon? 15 loops. So, so I'm thinking about it. It's only $50. So it's like $1 a loop. You can beat that, right? <laughs> awesome. How about you, Maggie? Uh, nothing the end of the year. Um, I mean, we'll see about Barkley. Everyone's just rolled over. I mean, you saw the apply and stuff, uh, but um. So who knows what's going to happen, but that's like the plan from March. Okay. So we'll see. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. We got another question. We're just going to take a couple more. Uh, this is from, I'm going to, I'll just say Brian. I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name. Brian wants to know, sorry if this has been asked since I've been in and out, but since, but was it more difficult the physical side or the mental side of big? So which one was more challenging for you? A hundred percent physical. I, I, was, I was just so in it. Like it was kind of disappointing because I was like, oh, I'm having fun even when this is like falling apart. And I, I was like, you know, I, I was ready to just go without sleep if I had to do it, have 30 seconds between laps. But I mean, you know, stuff happens and, and the legs just, they were so swollen after. I don't, remember my legs doing that since my first ultra in like 2011 and it was all pavement <laughs> and like they're just like it, it, I don't know just one of those things so do you ever find I out to add one why one. it was no I don't know and I wonder if it's just like the lack of volume all year because I just like I didn't run for two months from April to May and then June you know like I just did a lot of slow mountain stuff um, and then I tried to kind of like pick up the volume, but it was just hard because of like the breathing thing. Um, and 
you know, then it didn't start to click till right before. And like, I felt like I was in good shape, but, but I think I just, I, you know, like, I mean, think of Courtney, she knew how to recover, right from all that stuff. And you would think that would be detrimental and like all Harvey runs every day. And so I think it's, it, you just have to just be one of those people that's super durable. And I usually am, but like, you know, it's a bad year. And like, look at Mike Wardian. who's was uh, like, you thought is like untouchable for any kind of yeah. lifting all these heavy things. Before. <laughs> so everyone has like, you know, their moment to like, you know, just, then you just got to rest and figure it out whatever so your mental game though is on it <laughs> yeah. I think that's the easier part to control yeah. I guess you know mm-hmm. like I don't know once you get this this old I mean you know yeah <laughs> I was gonna say like you know I saw so many runners all these years and Maggie has to be one of the toughest mentally it's almost like nothing can stop her like her mind is like I don't know I mean you can tell she was in pain, but she could just keep going and smiling. It's just crazy. I have never That's seen someone like Even that. Even those last couple of laps, you would just yeah. show up all the time. You know, you. I mean, it was fun to just be there, and, and I wanted to keep running. Um, so, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. That was a great. That was a really good question. Uh, we've got another one from Yoshi. No, I, I, I know. She's been kind of quiet the last few minutes. This is, this is from uh, Tiffany Lilo. Wants to know, have you ever gotten rab, rabdo after a run? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Rabdo? That's pretty common. Myelasis. Yeah. No, I haven't. Um, like, after my first ultra, I was like, oh, my God, I think I have rabdo. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, especially since drinking Tailwind, I think I'm able to, like, um, you know, and I've been doing this for like a long time, like, you know, unless Otto, you know, stops drinking and then goes and runs super hard and hasn't been training. Like, I don't think someone like Otto, would, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think sometimes is like Rob does when you don't take care of your body during like with, you get just behind on fluids and like, mm. maybe it's just too much like, I know it's like your body can't flush out the waste products fast enough and stuff. And I know that like a lot of times, like, uh, athletes will come back to CrossFit and, you know, after like being a college athlete and now they're in their thirties and they do CrossFit and it's super common. Um, cause you just ask your body a little too much. And like, I know it happens in running. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I've, I've never had it. Luckily I always, you always think you do. And then after a certain, like, number of years you're like I definitely don't have that (laughs) (laughs) awesome um Helen Clark says you are the fab four so maybe that'll start trending and Yoshiko Joe says fab four um so another question oh from Sarah Moore Maggie now that three plus days um have been running it, oh no, she corrected. Now that three plus days have been hit, do you think your dream of a hundred going to happen next year? I don't know. I was talking to Liz about this. We've been saying a hundred hours and it's almost like this ridiculous goal. Really, I mean, everyone wants to get to the 72 mark. Um, and I think 
it, I, I think it's going to be inched forward more than like, oh, we're going to go from 70, where they went, 75 hours. Um, and Carl will be there next year. So, you know, but um, again, like that doesn't mean that everyone's going to make it to 300 because obviously you saw like all those things that can go wrong. And But there'll be a lot of people there next year. And I think that'll be more of an advantage than having a smaller numbers all over the place. Um that would be cool. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I think it's just going to more inch forward. And like Laz thinks the same thing It's just, it takes two people having this amazing. Yeah. And like, I can't really speak to three nights, four nights. Like you have to get through four nights of like just these naps and keep your mind in it and then get back to the trail and be able to run f- at least four more loops to hit a hundred hours. So like, cause I think 96 hours is four days. So at, it'll be hard. Um, but I think we'll see it go like further and further. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, um, Otto, you might have a little time to watch some shows if that happens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fall asleep the second that the show comes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I think that about wraps it up for the questions in the group chat. This has been awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It was really unique to have the crew perspective on there because a lot of times you don't hear that 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 side of the story. So thank you guys so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome. So if you're watching this and you want to share it with a friend, this will be on Facebook. You can catch the replay. We're also going to load it on our podcast. You can look for us on Sasquatch Trail Runners podcast anywhere. They are streaming. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, all that good stuff. So thank you again so much for joining us. And until we see you again, keep it squatchy.